Yes, we are. What's going on, y'all? It's damn. Okay. A great podcast about the good book. Welcome on back to Bible Cave. Glad to have you. We have got a great story for you this time around of a very powerful and mysterious figure by the name of Elijah. So powerful and mysterious, in fact, that he gets two episodes. This is the first half of quite a tale, but we're happy to tell it. I want to say thank you to Kate Vance for our wonderful new podcast artwork. Look up Kate. She is great. Thanks, Kate. Kate Vance. Anyways, that's all you need to hear out of me. I'll see you in a while. Enjoy, y'all. <laughs> All right, Tim, we are talking about a man named Elijah today. Elijah, the Tishbite. <laughs> <laughs> what what country is a Tishbite from? Ah. Or or what area? I'm glad you ask. Tishbiteus. Um, no, I, I don't think it's a geographical reference. It's um, from what I've read, it seems to be a descriptor of like a follower of Yahweh. Right. Okay. To, to like uh, differentiate him from all of the other, as we'll see, a lot of the other uh, gods of the right. kingdoms. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess they didn't have the word jew i don't know that's interesting yeah actually i just i just googled it um the residence and possibly even birthplace of the prophet elijah um it's a town called tishbe uh in the western part of modern day jordan oh okay Mm. so he was a jordanian a jordanian yeah Maybe. Um, there, there's some dispute over the precise location. Do is that what you would if you were just like a really big Bulls fan or like a, a big sneakerhead? Would you be a Jordanian? <laughs> You'd be a Tishbite. You'd be a Tishbite. That's what you would be. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the most badass prophets in the Bible, arguably. Yeah, I just uh, a man whose actions spread from town to town. Like he, when he came to town, it wasn't going to be like, "Oh, hey guys, yeah, y'all need to start worshiping God again." No, like when he left, there was like smoke plumes rising from the town, children wailing and lamenting. He, there were consequences from the points that he walked away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should should we get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's tally ho. Um, okay, well, I'm just gonna read um one like one section back just so, for a bit of context. So we're in um the first book of Kings, uh chapter sixteen, verse um twenty nine. 
and it's just talking it's just talking about King Ahab of Israel. So King King Ahab, uh, Ahab becomes king of Israel and he rules in Samaria for 22 years. Um he this guy Ahab sinned against the Lord more than any of his predecessors. Direct quote, it was not enough for him to sing like King Jeroboam. He went further and married Jezebel, who I think we've all heard of, mm-hmm. uh, and worshipped Baal. He built a temple to Baal in Samaria, made an altar for him, and put it in the temple. He he did more to arouse... Oh, he also put up an image of the goddess Asherah, which you just can't do. No, no. Not Asherah. I mean, Baal is one thing, but you're putting in Asherah as well? <laughs> Tasteless. He he did more to arouse the anger of the Lord than all the kings of Israel before him. Um, all right. So Elijah and the drought. Yeah. So so then um, Elijah appears on the scene. This is his first appearance in the Bible, and he tells Ahab, um, "There's going to be a drought. There's not going to be any rain until I say so." And that's the crazy thing about him announcing that there's going to be a drought too, is that Baal is a god of lightning and thunder and rain. And that's who Ahab has been praying to because of Jezebel. And so he, yeah. when he's saying there's going to be a drought, it's like a direct like, no, no, we're shutting down your god. His main thing, no, that's not happening anymore. That's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, t- this is the takeover breaks over um and then and then god sends elijah into the wilderness um and he goes and he stays in the wilderness and he's drinking water from this brook and uh ravens are bringing him bread and meat every morning and every evening what yeah that's the delivery service Mm mm-hmm ravens yeah, man, Ra- aren't Ra- ravens are like filthy too? Aren't they? They're like, they, they yeah, like carrion. Yeah, they're, they're carrion eaters. Um, eat a lot of eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, you know they pull them until they pop. They yeah, stretch them out when they're, they're pulling them out of your head. And they're bringing him. Well, where are they getting the bread? <laughs> There's just a bakery. <laughs> These fucking ravens again. <laughs> Send for help. Send for the archers. Are the ravens stealing the bread or are they, this is an intriguing possibility, are they baking the bread? Oh, little little pastry hat wearing ravens. A little cute yeah. flower splotches, splotches all over their yeah. black feathers. Mm. And, uh, oh man, uh, that's good. And they're like, they're, they're real tough on the younger ravens. They're like, yo, baking life starts at 3 a.m. What are mm. you? better wipe that sleep out of your eye yeah yeah like the apprentice um and they're also yeah they're bringing him meat which i i wouldn't trust i wouldn't trust meat that had been delivered to me in the wilderness by a raven because i think if if a raven delivers food to you that looks a lot like a raven is just leaving trash (laughs) and you're eating it (laughs) 
<laughs> we had a big raving party last night. You know, we didn't really get through everything, so I I, I bagged it up in a, in a human bag and brought it out for you. <laughs> I yeah yeah that's that's not to be trusted. A, a real a raven food delivery is a real shifty eyed operation. You're like, hey raven, where'd this come from? You're like, well, fucking. Just you know, it's here now. Let's let's drop the questions. Mm. Yeah, I saw a, a thing too that so like kosher law is real important on cleanliness, right? That's why they didn't eat pigs or shrimp. Yeah, all that. So, um, s- some of these these scholars were like, "Well, why would the Lord use like such a filthy bird to deliver the food?" And there's some like linguistic etym- etymology philologists. Mm-hmm. scholars who say that it's actually a translation meaning arab and oh <laughs> yeah yeah so which makes way more sense like he goes east of the jordan yeah and the arabs brought him food and mana that you know the lord provided or whatever yeah but no let's go and, with and that that is probably a lot closer to the contemporary experience as well true yeah. Because what have ravens been carrying that we know of other than messages? That's all I ever hear. S- dispatch a raven. Mm. For some hot soup? No, for a missive to the yeah. fort commander. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if ravens were capable of delivering food, someone would have monetized that by now, like made an app for it. <laughs> <laughs> Silicon ravens. Yeah. Whereas we know that Edgar um, Allan Doe. Um, <laughs> bread. <laughs> the app is just called Quoth. <laughs> uh, Uber Meats. <laughs> Just meats from the Lord. Oh man, just loose scraps of stringy meat that Ravens. It's <laughs> not even presentable. Like it's just been taken to with talons and beak. Yeah, yeah. Which restaurant is this from? <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, can you get out of the way? You're actually in the the Raven landing zone. Yeah, we'll take your, we'll take your order over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifteen dollars. Um, gets you all the rancid meat you can eat. Plus <laughs> some bread. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're drinking water from the brook, then <laughs> you don't have that many options. A burbling brook, I'm, I'm sure. Sure, well, burbling. Yeah, so God says the brook will supply you with water to drink. Um, and I have commanded ravens to bring you food there. Yeah, so, yeah, and then after a while, the brook dried up because of the lack of rain, uh, which goes back to that drought. That's that's prologue down. Yeah. And then he, while he's there, the Lord, um, this is moving on into uh, chapter, or verse 8 here. Then the word of the Lord came to him, arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. And dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. 
because <laughs> you know God's voices. It's not, you know, you know you're talking yeah. to God. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so he gets out, goes to Zarephath, and he comes across this this lady, this widow, which is a tough thing to be in biblical times. Mm. All kinds of laws about regulating widows' behavior. The, the whole idea of like their husband, their dead husband's honor is somehow still yeah uh, to be protected you can't you can't let this widow do this you can't, you can't yeah let her marry I, this. I mean i don't think there's ever a good time to be a widow but i think it's definitely gotten better over the years true no more funeral pyres well maybe maybe there's still a yeesh yeah yeah best best time to be a widow present day mm. for sure yeah even with covid yeah, and so uh, he says, "Hey, hey, um, guess what? I uh, I need uh, I need you to help me out. The Lord sent me here, and He said He's going to provide for us if you uh, if you just give me some bread and uh, you know some water." And she's she's a little suspicious. She's like, "Well, I just have enough oil and bread for me and my son." Um, so he says. Uh, your jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jug of oil shall not be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. So Israel is still going through this drought that, that he uh, yeah. imposed. So she went and did as he said, and uh, they ate for many days, and the jar of flour never was spent, neither did the jug of oil become empty. Which mm. a little foreshadowing for uh, Jesus and the fish and the bread later on. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a, after this, her son becomes really ill, and it says, uh, he, you know, his illness was so severe that there was no breath left in him, which is a really euphemistic way of saying he died, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty bad illness. <laughs> Doc. We can't, sh- he can't breathe at all? Yeah, I'd say that he's pretty sick. Shoot me straight, Doc. What, what's, what's the prognosis? The breath has left your child. Yeah. Okay, so what's that like? Is he gonna be, have to stay overnight, or oh no, he's he, he's he's gonna be spending a lot longer uh, away from you, eternity, in fact, the the, the longest. Yeah, and uh, so when this happens, Elijah does a quick uh, collar tug and is like, "Yeesh!" <laughs> like fuck, uh, and so he's uh. He's freaking out, and he says to the Lord, he's like, Lord, you sent me to this widow, you provided for her, and now you're going to let her son die? Like, we have no credit in this place if you let this kid die. Yeah. Come on. Let me bring him back. Let me restore her good faith and your good word. And, and, he, and he says to her, give me your son. And he took him from her arms and carried him up to the upper chamber where he lodged and laid him on his own bed. And he cried to the Lord, Oh, Lord, my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I sojourn by killing her son? That's that's a bold call out of the Lord there, too. Yeah. Like, what are yeah. you doing, man? You are blowing this. Of course, him being Elijah, yeah, this way, he stretched himself upon the child, which is three times. I don't know what that means. More than you want to, you want to do in modern times. I don't think you want to stretch yourself <laughs> upon a child even one time. 
No, 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 no. You got to do yoga in a different room. You can't even make contact <laughs> when you're doing it neither. You can't do yoga on a bed with a child. <laughs> no way. Let alone for the trifecta. Yeesh. <laughs> so he stretches himself upon the child three times and he cries the Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, let this child's life come into him again. And the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child came into him again, and he revived. Yeah, and um, so he brought the kid back down. Hey, your son's alive. And the woman was like, Hey, okay. Ma. <laughs> I'm alive again. Did you get any more cereal while I was <laughs> Hey, is there any more oil in that bowl? Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's nice. So he, he crashed on her couch yeah. and um, she thought, well, this is going to be a fucking pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But ends up that she gets pretty good deal out of it because she gets food, um, company, and also her child is brought back to life. That's- so that's a, like, you know, if, if that was an Airbnb, you'd be giving him a good review. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> he, he definitely comes from the Trump school of um, searching for credit for putting out fires that you created. Well, as far as we know, he didn't kill the child. True. Okay, that's a good point. That's a good um, point. He did. He may have done something to the child. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't kill him. But he, he didn't kill him. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay, so then in the third year of the drought, uh, God says to Elijah, go talk to Ahab and I'm going to send rain. So I guess Elijah's just been with this widow the rest of the time or? Yeah. It's yeah. Tough. I mean, they just kind of skip out of that. Yeah. How long has he been with the ravens versus the woman? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It just says like, yeah, after a while. Like, I mean, yeah, the the timing is a bit foggy. Um, we can only imagine what the 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 relationship that formed between Elijah, the widow, and her son. Um, so uh, Elijah goes to Samaria, where the famine is really bad, um, and he goes to um, this guy Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. What a name. Um, and and just by the way, he was also a devout worshipper of the Lord. Mm. Mm. Um, and he, he hid a few of the Lord's prophets in caves when Jezebel was killing them. Uh, and yeah, so he's he's sort of like a Oscar Schindler kind of figure. Definitely. Definitely. And then um, yeah, so Obadiah's on his way to inspect um, the water supplies, and then he meets Elijah. They and he and Elijah says, uh, "Go tell Ahab I'm here," um, because yeah, it's about to kick off. <laughs> um, he definitely cracks his knuckles when he says it, and kind of like twists his neck a little bit. Yeah, it's like tell guess, you awesome here. <laughs> I'd like to speak to your manager. <laughs> hey, Obadiah. <laughs> Well, if it isn't little Obi, the little errand boy I was looking for. Um, so then um, Elijah goes to Ahab and 
uh, Ahab says, so there you are, the worst troublemaker in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like little the town scoundrel. talking to James Dean and like rebel <laughs> at the cops or something. Oh, oh, look who it is. Oh, raven smelling ass Elijah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Elijah butts out his cigarette and then he says, <laughs> I'm not the troublemaker. You are. <laughs> you and your father. You were disobeying the Lord's commands and worshipping the idols of Baal. Now order, now order all the people of Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel. Bring along the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of the goddess Asherah who are supported by Queen Jezebel. So then um, Ahab summons all the Israelites and the prophets of Baal, and they meet at Mount Carmel, where it's about to go down. And Elijah went up to the people, and he says, and, and he just sort of harangues them. He says, um, and, and he sets up this test, and he says, um, bring, bring, these, like, bring these two bulls and let the prophets of Baal take one, and sacrifice it, but don't light the fire. And then he'll do the same with the other bull, and we'll and we'll see, we'll see which god answers our prayers by sending fire. And Toro v Toro. Yeah, sort of like an, kind of like um, like the voice, sort of situation. Sure. Um, that yeah, they're both they're both going to um perform these religious rites and and we'll see whose god is real yeah i see your blake shelton and i raise you one christina aguilera mm, exactly um um the priests of the prophets of baal they go first and they they prepare the bull they pray to baal until noon i mean i don't know what time they started but they've been praying for a while yeah. And they're dancing around and no answer came. At noon, Elijah starts making fun of them. He says, pray louder. He is a god. Pray, pray louder, you, you little bitch. He's doing, the, he's doing the hand over the ear thing. He's like, what? What? Oh, is your, you got a little church mouse god? What's going on over there? Yeah. Um, he is a god. Maybe he's daydreaming or relieving himself. Oof. Or perhaps he's gone off on a trip. <laughs> Big talk from Elijah right now. Yeah, just a fucking trash talker. Um, he's the MJ of, of yeah. prophets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so the prophets play, prayed louder and cut themselves with knives and daggers until blood flowed, uh, which will happen if you cut yourself with a knife or a dagger. Well which is a uh, a strong escalation because that type of sorcery is f forbidden by uh Abrahamic law. Um, right. God's prophets can't use their blood. That's like a pagan thing. So when they do that, they're really pulling out all the stops. Like fuck. Yeah. Yeah. We got to bend the rules. Um yeah, so they went till the middle of the afternoon, so I guess like 3 p.m. No answer came, not a sound was heard. Um then Elijah said to the people, so they've been here all day now. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they're fucking tired. Yeah. Um, with, with with no payoff either. None of the... Nothing none has of the, happened so far, yeah. except these guys have gone crazy. 
Yeah, and resorted to cutting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like oh, goths, man. like goths. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, Elijah builds a an altar, and he makes the sacrifice. The yeah, he prays to the god, uh, and then God sends fire down. And it burns up sacrifice, the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, scorches the earth, dries up the water in the trench. Yeah. And the people see this and they say, the Lord is God. The Lord alone is God. Let's, let's go back. There's a crucial detail there that goes hand in hand with his shit talking earlier. Okay. Not only did he build the altar and put his cut up oxen on it to sacrifice, but he said, hey, bring me four large jugs of water and poured them all over his tinder and his altar. Mm. And then he's like, okay, now that I've done that, now let's light this thing, this soaking, sopping wet pile. Now can, we're going to light it. Can I read that part out? Yes. Um, he said, fill four jars with water and pour it on the offering in the wood. They did so. And he said, do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. And then he says, do it once more. And they did. So, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, he, he really, um, yeah, tried, tried to, um, show off. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. He's like, you know what? Go ahead and anyone have any just like vaguely wet stuff on? You got any like soaking wet paper towels? Throw those on there. <laughs> you got a, if you just ringed your forehead with sweat and your handkerchief, mm-hmm. go ahead and ring that out on here. Yeah. Um, got any green wood? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't Did, matter to me. Anyone have any soggy cardboard? I'd love to get this fire started with the Lord. <laughs> And then the rain starts to fall. Oh, this is sweet. Can I? Can, okay, this is a good part. So, like you said earlier, you said then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Brings to mind a dog lapping up. Anyways, and when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, "The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God." And Elijah says, so there's like, Elijah won, okay? All, all mm. the stuff is wet and it all burned up and disappeared. So he's won at this point. And what does Elijah do? Elijah says to them, seize the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook, Kishon, and slaughtered them there. All 400 and 400 of, of, of the Baal worshippers and 450 of the Ashenoth worshippers, mm. all of them. Get them. Yeah, he's not fucking around. No. No, taunting wasn't enough. He He's like, this is a blood sport. Oh, yeah. Got, you agreed to play a game to the death. <laughs> you brought a ball to a god fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. People keep bringing balls to God, <laughs> that's the issue. The Lord is like, when are y'all gonna learn, dude? <laughs> this is getting sad. <laughs> this is, I'm not gonna stop either. I got so much 
Can't stop, won't stop. I'm in my bag right now. (laughs) (laughs) Just vibe. Um, hey, records. (laughs) We get down with it. We get down (laughs) with the prophets, the prophets that love us. (laughs) So, after Elijah totally uh, MJ's them with, or Larry Bird's them. Either one, just with with pure, just unmitigated trash talking for a a really big regional wizard showdown. He not only not he not only is he not content just to have won by the Lord bringing down fire upon his soggy altar, but then he's like, <laughs> hey, 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 get all those guys over there who are going against us. Yeah, round them up. Yeah, another round of fire from heaven. Let's clear this whole thing up. (laughs) So Ahab, still the king, and most likely shitting his pants right now. Well, he's realized that he's backed the wrong horse, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's pretty clear. Yeah. And and Elijah (laughs) ever... Ever the, he's still uh, we- he's still wearing his Hillary badge. <laughs> he's not taking that sticker off the bumper. <laughs> I'm not over it. So uh, Elijah goes up to Ahab and says, uh, after after he just murdered 800 people with sky godfire, says, um, "Hey, hey, Ahab, go up, eat and drink, um, for there is the sound of the rushing of rain." Said, what, what could that be? What, what, what's what's, <laughs> what's going that on? about? <laughs> oh, and he's just kicking up a dust storm while he's doing it. Ahab, eh, eh, coughing. So Ahab goes up, gets a little drink, gets a little eat, and Elijah goes on top of Mount Carmel, and he bows himself down the earth and puts his face between his knees, and he says to his servant, "Go up now, go look towards the sea. Tell me, tell me what hap- what's happening out there." His servant goes, uh, "There's nothing. I don't see anything." And Elijah, oh, Elijah goes, go again. Seven times. <laughs> what of a diva. <laughs> he is, dude. He's drawing this out. Yeah. And I only oh. want blue M&Ms. <laughs> yeah. Check the writer. <laughs> you care enough to read it? You care enough to have me on tour, bud? <laughs> so, he goes, uh, yeah, go up there. Go look towards the sea seven times. And at the seventh time... Behold, a, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. I'd be interested if we have any meteorological folks listening in on this. What kind of clouds look like a man's hand? Maybe there's a specific weather phenomenon yeah. to that region. The little but, cloud. Yeah, with a man's hand. What is like with five digits? Mm. Interesting. So he says, uh, go up, tell Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down. Lest the rain stop you. <laughs> like, the arrogance of this statement. Yeah. This is three years in this desert country without rain. Like every step you take is kicking up a dust plume and it's getting in your eyes. And he goes, hey, go get your little chariot and get down off the mountain because you don't have four wheel drive and it's about to get real muddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd better run home. Yeah. Make sure to lock your front hubs too. Mm. Bring your bring your snorkel on your chair. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, mate. Your ute's I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that little pissant Toyota's going to get caught in the fucking thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a righteous downpour coming for you. <laughs> it's coming for your herbs. Uh, let the yeah. smoke speak. Okay. Th- so this this last part is wild. Yeah. Uh, in, in a little while, the sky was covered with dark clouds. The wind began to blow, and a heavy rain began to fall. Okay. Ahab got in his chariot and started back to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah. He fastened his clothes tight around his waist and ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. <laughs> I hit him with the Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> he fucking ties all his clothes tight. I don't, I don't need this shit swishing on me. Oh, and then fuck. he just fucking boots it. Ahead <laughs> of the chariot. Down the unsealed road. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Trying to get all right. a rape going. Bye. <laughs> That is some bitch. (laughs) One of my favorite bitch. (laughs) One of my favorite far side comic is um is that one where the the zebras are all in the huddle and and they all have like very worried looks on their face and they have like their arms on each other's shoulders and they're looking back over the shoulder and it just shows this cheetah like sitting on a rock like a human and he's bent over and he's he's lacing up new Nikes on his feet. That's what I feel like. Well, this guy's running in sandals, man. Yes. He's not even got closed shoes. Um, Arachis. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's working. He's running in Birkenstocks or something. So. With his, uh, what's, what's the, what's the word? Not his his thongs in a singlet is what he's in. (laughs) Yeah. He's in Australia daycare. Hold my beer. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you back there, yeah? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Elijah, to his credit, he he did what he said he was going to do. Yeah, with with a certain panache. Yeah, I think the, the MJ comparison is is a good one because he he was an, he was an amazing trash talker. But he could back it up. It's not talking trash if you can do it. Yeah. It's just he's he's a, a foreteller of truths. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that that is the first uh part of our two part um podcast on the prophet Elijah. Yeah, I think this is like um the bulls like ninety one, ninety two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or, or whatever it was, like that that first run that they had. Sure. And then he goes away for a little bit and he comes back and um, he's still hungry. He's got some time in the minor leagues to kind of think about what he's done. Mm. His dad it. died. True. Um, There was, yeah, like some gambling stuff involved. We're not really sure. I told you it was a fun one. We'll be back real soon with the conclusion to the tale of Elijah. And it will not disappoint. And of course, I'd like to thank the 
staple singers for this uplifting music, this beautiful music that we have playing. I love this song so much, but I hope this podcast never gets big enough to where I have to pay to use the music, because we're in trouble. Unless that licensing fee is $43 or less, then we are okay. Because I can cover that. Guys, do me a favor and follow us on Instagram at damnokpod. Damnokpod. That's where we'll put all of our new episodes and keep you updated. You can follow Andrew at EnterThePortMan on Instagram, and I'm at Tim Williams Comedy. Y'all be good. Until next time. Thank you. And don't forget. Where's my fucking coat? <laughs> Where's my fucking coat? <laughs>